Hello and welcome to the Helping Hand podcast. My name's Pauline Shannon. I'm a mother of three and a reflex integration therapist. Each week I will be meeting someone who helps children and families. I will be asking them what they do and how they do it. We will learn how different therapies can help, how to choose which is right for you and how to find them when you need them. Hello, today I'm speaking to Michelle Coombs from Yasu Therapies. Michelle is a Reiki Indian head massage therapist and a trainee aromatherapist. Michelle has worked in healthcare for the last seven years, helping people to promote well-being through care, compassion and commitment. Michelle has worked with children of all abilities, teaching them how to learn to dive as a paddy dive instructor. She set up Yasu Therapies as a way to support individuals and families on an emotional, mental and physical level. Today, Michelle has agreed to come along and talk to us about aromatherapy. Hi, Michelle. Could you start by telling us what aromatherapy is? Yeah, so aromatherapy is using essential oils um, to to help on a physical, emotional and a mental level. So they're used either through inhalation through the nostrils or absorption through the skin. Can you tell us how you became interested in aromatherapy and what made you train as an aromatherapist? Yeah, so it all started with my son, Jasper. So he's three and a half now, but from quite a young age from about three months old he was quite poorly so he was in and out of hospital every six to eight weeks with respiratory problems quite serious ones so we're quite often in the high dependency unit and also intensive care so about a year and a half into our journey with him we started looking at complementary therapies and this is where we started using uh, essential oils But at that time, we found that we were buying essential oils, but there wasn't actually that much information on the contraindications of the oils, which um, is very important to know because there are many, especially with children as well. So the reason that I wanted to train as an aromatherapist was to be able to give that information give advice to parents that are using essential oils because they are greatly beneficial. They really, really are. But it's just so important that they are used correctly and safely, especially with children, which is why you would go to an aromatherapist is to seek advice. Can you just expand a little bit? You said there was different ways of taking the essential oils. Yes. So um, with your essential oils, you can either use uh, little uh, nasal inhalers and these are used with children just underneath the nose, just wafting so that they inhale that aroma. They can also be used in a diffuser. But when you are using a diffuser, do be aware that everybody in the household is going to be receiving those essential oils. So that's just something to be aware of. Okay, yeah. Um, And then another method is absorption through the skin. So uh, your essential oils can be put into a a carrier oil that can be then massaged onto the skin of the child, which is lovely, which is really nice. I hadn't thought about the exposure of the whole family to essential oils in that way. So could you describe for me um, what an aromatherapy treatment would look like from the initial contact? Yeah, sure. So aromatherapy can be added on to another therapy 
or it can be a standalone treatment. So once I'm contacted, what I do is I send out paperwork to the family or the individual. And that paperwork consists of a medical form and a form to fill out on personal information. Once that is then back to me, we then book in a consultation and that consultation can be done via video chat or telephone. And that includes the child and the family as well. And what we do is during that consultation, that gives us an opportunity to meet each other, chat about expectations, chat about um, the care plan that we'll put into place. And then it also gives the family and child an opportunity to ask me any questions. So once we've done that, we then put our care plan into action. So would you leave that first session with, with an essential oil with your first treatment or how would you go about getting your first oils? So what I would do is I would actually make up the blend for that child. So once we've decided what is the best way of application, so whether it's with the nasal inhaler or massage oil or diffuser, etc., I will make up the blend for that child and I will then send that to them with instructions on how to use that. Great. How long on average does a, a treatment last? I understand each individual is, is different, but if you could just give clients an, an idea of what it might look like, that'd be really helpful. So it, um, so you're right, it all depends on the individual person. But with the blends, what I'll do is, is actually in the, uh, in the care plan, I'll actually write in there how long the blend is to be used for. So depending on the situation, it might be used uh, for 10 days or two weeks. Okay, and then they would come back and see you and maybe get a different one or how does it proceed after that? Yep, so during that time, I follow up. So I will be um, contacting the family, just making sure that that blend is working for that child. If it's not, then we'll reassess and we'll have a look at another blend. If we come to the end of the time when that child has, has finished that blend and it has worked and we've seen amazing results and it's all good, then um, I will be in the background just in case, you know, the family need any more assistance. If we come to the end of that time and it, and it hasn't worked or we're still seeing problems, then we'll have a look at another blend or have a look at um, go back to the consultation and, and look at other possibilities of root cause. I'm just aware that at the moment we're in the middle of coronavirus restrictions. So do you see people online or do you have to see them in person? So I've been seeing everybody online. So um, I mean, hopefully from the 12th of, of April, I'll be able to see people face to face for anybody that would like to see me face to face. But otherwise, yes, everything is done online. And will you be taking your online consultations forward or will they stop when the restrictions are dropped? So I'm, it, it's working really well, actually, and I'm getting some really good feedback from, from clients uh, with the consultations online. So unless people specifically ask, I will continue with that. That's great. That makes you available to more people in a wider area, because I'm aware you're based in Somerset, aren't you? Yes, yeah. that's right. Yes. So 
now we've got an idea of what a program looks like. Can you give me an idea of what behaviours and symptoms should make parents consider aromatherapy as a way forward? Mm. So, um, you know, if your child is experiencing anger or frustration, um, you know, maybe lack of focus or concentration, maybe problems sleeping, uh, then this will be a, a, a good reason to, to contact me or an aromatherapist. Uh, another reason is that if your child has any underlying health conditions that you would like uh, aromatherapy to, to complement their current medical treatment, then that would be a reason. And if that was the case, then I would also uh, be in contact with their medical team. So their um, GPs, their consultants, making sure that that is the right course of action for, for that child. Tough question, but can you describe an ideal client? Well, this is everyone, everybody and everyone. So, um, you know, it, it, it may be a child, it may be a parent, uh, you may be a grandparent, uh, you may be an adult just dealing with everyday stresses. Uh, quite often I do treat everybody as a family. Are there any things, any contraindications, as in is there, is there anything that would make me think my child wouldn't be suitable for aromatherapy? Uh, there are many contraindications with essential oils, which is why it's very, very important that you seek advice from a, an aromatherapist before using them. Um, so there, there wouldn't be any, any reasons why uh, you couldn't use them, but it, you have to make sure that you're using the correct oils for your child. It's very important. There's actually a question that's recently come up with children living with autism and ADHD and uh, a lot of parents that I've spoken to use lavender as an oil but actually lavender can actually increase the symptoms that the child is experiencing so one to use instead would be vetiver which is another one which is a, is a lovely calming oil but this this is one to use instead of the, the lavender. If people want to get in touch with you, Michelle, how should they do it? So they can either go through our website, which is www.yasutherapies.co.uk, or you can uh, find us on our Facebook and Instagram page at Yasu Therapies. Thank you very much, Michelle. If you'd like to contact Michelle, you can... Yeah, about finding an aromatherapist so that you avoid the oils, because lavender is so yeah. common for anything to do with calming. It is. It's really, really common. And it's it's actually a video that I've put up for parents because I've had so many parents contact me saying, you know, uh, that their, their child, are, you know, that they're living with autism or ADHD and, and, you know, they're just, you know, their symptoms are just right up here and they, you know, they need something to calm them. And one of my first questions is, have you used essential oils? Or are you using anything at the moment? And quite often they say lavender. Yeah. So lavender is, is one that, you know, and it's not commonly known. This is the thing. It's not commonly known that it will increase their symptoms. It will actually, you know, make them, because it's an adaption oil, adaptogen oil, it will either work as a stimulant or it will work as a sedative depending on the dose. So if they're, <laughs> you know, if they're, if they're dousing their beds at night with lavender thinking, oh, I've got it, you know, you know get them to sleep actually that's not going to work it's going to stimulate them and this is a thing that really 
sort of got me going in the beginning was that I, as a parent, I thought I was doing the right thing, you know, looking at these websites, okay, they, there's, there's nothing there that says they're unsafe to use for children, you know, lavender, it must, you know, it's, it's commonly known, you know, and there's no contraindications with them, must be safe, you know, so, so you buy them and you use them, but actually some of them aren't. And you some know, people and are probably using it without even knowing what they're doing. They've got a nice smelly candle in the room or they've got a one of these things that plugs in. So it's constantly giving you a, a dose. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I suddenly yeah, have lots of clients that I need to get in touch with, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if, you, if you're coming, if they're coming back with questions and you're not sure, just send me a message because I'm, I'm at, on the end of the line and I'm more than happy to help. Yeah. Yeah, and it's perfect. And I just send those, you know, I make them up and I send them to the to the person and they use them and then yeah. And it's easy. Everything is 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 done online. Yeah. Thank you very much, Michelle, for coming on the show and talking to me about aromatherapy and letting people know what you do and where they can find you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for inviting me, really. You've been listening to the Helping Hand podcast, connecting families with help and support when they need it. If you want more information or to find a therapist near you, go to helpinghandonline.co.uk.